What's up, y'all? Bo Nickel here. This is Nickels and Dimes and Drinks. Leave a five-star review, please. I want to just kind of in- intro you to the fans a little bit. You're obviously you're very big on TikTok, very big on YouTube, doing a lot of cool stuff. Tell me how you got into that. Tell me how you what, what was that first TikTok like? Yeah, dude. So my dad and I was February 2020. He was making a cocktail. I had TikTok on my phone for like a week. Thought it looked cool. Put some Frank Sinatra in the background. We were, yeah. yeah, we were pre-gaming for pre-gaming. We were going out to eat like with our family. That's what he calls it. So he's making cocktails and he made one. And I was like, yeah, let me see how this looks. Posted the video. Didn't think anything of it. Check my phone at dinner. It's blowing up on us. I still at this point, I wake up the next day. It's got like a couple million views. And wow. for me, that was my reaction. I was like, two million. That's I'm, I'm famous. Wow. And then I remember I had like 10,000 followers and I really thought I did it. I did something. (laughs) So the next day I was like, dad, we got to keep doing this. You know, let's just keep making cocktails and videos. And neither of us were bartenders. I had immediately changed the name to Johnny Drinks because now we're going to be official bartenders of TikTok. And quarantine hits, we had nothing to do. We pretty much hammered down and said, look, if we're going to be drinking, we might as well film it. And so we filmed it. And it kind of one of those things where you guys get it too. Is like things just go parabolic sometimes. Um, the obsession starts. So any creator journey normally starts with like, if it's a natural virality, people become very obsessed because of whatever the reason is. And now like, it's a double down obsession because everybody else is obsessed. So Mm -hmm. even if you weren't obsessed, you feel like you have to be because everybody else is. So we could have posted anything and people are loving it. And so it's almost like a good and bad thing when that happens to you because you don't know how to actually create content. You're kind of just fucking around and it started to work. Mm -hmm. So Six months in, I realized like, hey, let's take this thing pretty serious. Um, and that's when I really started to treat it like a business. And from not even just the brand deals, but taking it a little more like, hey, this is what we have to do this day, structuring out our schedule. And three years later now, moved out. So we got like a little over 4 million followers total and having fun with it, man. Yeah, it's that's awesome. It's, it's such a cool journey. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so cool you guys hit it before COVID too. Because I feel like a lot of people were hitting it big in COVID. Like we were forced to stay home. People were just throwing stuff up and like yeah. the most random stuff was going viral. But the fact that you, that you guys had the idea and then COVID hit, it was like the perfect scenario perfect. to have it. You're almost like slightly ahead and then just let yeah. it roll. Dude, I, I yeah. I mean, the, from a timing standpoint, I actually couldn't have pictured or painted a better picture. Maybe a year before that was like the dudes that were on Musical.ly and then they just kind of, or like Musical.ly and Vine and they transition over pretty easily. But nowadays, dude, you can still go viral. Building a page is really hard because everybody's doing it. Now you got to think about, I'm not competing against other creators. I'm competing against the moms that made a pie and they went viral for making that that pie. Mm. And they don't know why. So now mm. my content has to compete against that. Right. It's not impossible, but anything that you thought you had to do you got to double it now. What do you what what's changed in your in your strategy from, you know, let's say early in your content kind of career to to now? That so strategy is always evolving and I think what happens is you start to like overthink yourself. You know, what I've had to do a lot of times and it's very up and down where it'll be a great stretch and you're kind of late it's like, you know, it's anything else. You're kind of like in this flow state. You make content it does well, you're not worried about it. You make more content it does well, you're not worried about it. And then something happens where it's not going as well. You start to overthink things. You start to analyze things. What went wrong? What can I do better? And sometimes it's really nothing. You you do not have control over a lot of things. And what I like to do is really take a step back and try to figure out why people liked our stuff in the first place. And it's not about, look, you can dive into the details of, oh, this video has to be 
this long and I have to start with this and end with that. But it really comes down to being authentic and what did people like out of the first five videos? If you can replicate that and try to do that over and over again as close as you can, you, you'll tend to be pretty successful. That's yeah. cool. That is cool. That is, you're kind of going just back. You, you, what, what I heard there was that I felt was big was going back to that foundation, that first yeah. five videos of what, what people love, what people love about it. And, you know, the strategy is always evolving and, and you know, you're, you're adding in different things, you're taking out things, but what's your kind of ethos in a sense? And exactly. You know, like, like why, why do people uh, identify with that? What is it? What is it that yeah. when they see your video that something, something hits them, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I saw your videos long before we ever met and I was always like, yo, this is dope. I don't mm -hmm. know why I, I don't even really drink. It, it, it just, it got me for some reason. Yeah. And then I saw you in the freaking UFC event <laughs> and I was like, Johnny drinks? <laughs> like, what? I was like, Bo Nickel. Yeah, and I was like, you know me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, so how do you know me? It's like that Spider-Man meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that was a really cool moment. And, and yeah, dude, that's, I think that's the most challenging part of becoming a creator. Because look, you said like, you talk about the ethos of the brand. The reality is we're different people than we were four years ago. So I'm 27 now. I played the role as a 23-year-old kid that didn't really know anything, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, hey, dad, how do you do this? Right. I, it's I, I'm going to be very honest. It's harder for me to play that role now because you almost, the ego gets in the way. And you're like, no, I do know how to do that. I have to be the guy now. People don't want to see that. They want to see the dynamic of the son asking the dad for advice. And I've admitted that I think I've lost my role a little bit. And I got to take a step back and find out how do I mesh being more mature and more knowledgeable with still taking a step back and saying, hey, dad, I want to learn from you. You know, mm. it's like, because now you don't ever want to overstep the guy that is the face of this brand. But there are some times where I'm like, I think I know more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got this one. I think I can handle yeah, it. And, and then you start to, like, you do really cool shit. You meet really cool people. And I would never want to overstep or do it alone or without my dad. But you start to want to create your own voice. And, like, at what cost does that come with? Does it, does it ruin or risk the entire brand? And if it does, you should probably not do it. You know, I think that, I think that what pe people did love that, that relationship between you and your dad and, and you being young, wanting to learn things. But I feel like that could just almost evolve into a similar conversation on a different level, right? Totally. It's mm -hmm. just, okay, dad, at first it was, how do I tie a tie? How do I make an espresso martini? Yeah, 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 how how yeah. do I do these, these things that I just need to know to grow mm -hmm. up? Obviously, espresso martini, absolutely essential. Delicious. But, uh, you know, from there, it could be a conversation of, just, just maybe, maybe in a different, in a different plane that you're getting more, more as equals. As that's, that's it too. Into, right. Like, yeah. so we do, we have a podcast now too. And we talked about questions you want to ask before marriage or before mm. moving mm. out. Like that's the sort of stuff that people are looking for. And again, you don't realize what you're doing and how much impact you're having until you really, really look and listen to what people are saying. So the comments aren't just, Hey, I love that drink. It was, I don't have a dad in my life. Like you're mm -hmm. fulfilling that role for me. And that took us by like storm. We didn't realize the impact we were having. And you got to realize that because if you don't, you're going to start just messing around and you don't, and you could fuck up somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Like, and little example, I would, I remember back in the day, there was a video that was going really viral. My dad was smoking wood. Like he did like the smoke glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were asking constantly like, Oh, what's, what wood do you smoke? And I had no clue. It was like pine. And I didn't realize that smoking pine is like terrible, very toxic. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's reading the comments is like, what are you doing? You can't tell. 
And I'm like, I don't know. I just thought it was a wood. And he flipped. He's like, you, you are telling people the wrong thing. And so now we really try to educate yeah, ourselves yeah. before yeah. we educate other people. But little stuff like that, like even, you know how it is. Like think about when you're growing up, 21 years old, and you had an influencer or a creator you looked up to, and they told you to eat this, you were eating this. Right. You don't realize that even your opinions matter. So when you say, hey, I don't like this person for this reason, you got followers now that are saying, you know what? I don't like that dude either. Mm. And so you carry that weight with you and you didn't sign up for it, but it's like, that's the role you're, you got to play now. Yeah, it's reality. Yeah, it's reality. You're, you're a role model and you guys are role models for dudes you have no clue even exist. Little 15-year-old wrestlers. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. <laughs> and I want to be like nickel and dime one day. Oh my gosh. What's up, y'all? Bone Nickel here. I got an awesome announcement. Better Picks is now live in the Better app. This is real money fantasy gaming. What we got on Better is... The biggest payouts in the industry, you can win up to 100 times your money. So you put in $10, you win $10,000. million. $10 million. <laughs> um, this is available in 24 different states. Florida, Texas, California, many more. New customers, better, will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Get your paws in there. Make some money. I love you all. <laughs> how was that uh that relationship with you guys progressed because that's something that that struck me i i can see now as you're talking about it like why so many people were drawn to it because he just from outside perspective he represents that dad that like everyone wants now i'm sure he's your dad so you, yeah you know you have a different perspective on it but he has that he's like put, very put together he's knowledgeable he answers questions in a certain way. So like you feel like you want to hear more from him. And then you're approaching him in a way that you that the kids like identify with, like questions they can't ask their dad or they don't have a dad. Yeah. So how has that pr progressed for you with with your relationship with him? That's a great question, man. So again, 27 years old, and I'm, I'm actually curious if you guys have been through the same journey. So I'll give you kind of like high level. 17 years old, I'm at a point where my dad was truly like my role model to an extent. Like I remember telling my girlfriend at the time, if I could trade places with my dad right now and live his life, I would do it immediately. Like that's how mm. enthralled I was by this dude. Like I liked everything about him, the way he carried himself, the way other people liked him. And then you go to college, you learn about different people, you learn about yourself, you come back. And now you start to like almost challenge your dad. You're like, I'm an alpha male too. You know, I mm. respect you, but we're almost here now. And I got to challenge you on different things. It's and, okay hey, maybe, to disagree. Right, mm. it's okay to disagree. But then it starts to become the narrative behind I have such a great dad. I have the best dad in the world. And I did, and I still do. But not that you get envious at all, but you start to like, because you know your dad for his good yeah. and his bad. And he has this perfect image. And that, his perfect image yeah. that like, I've almost created, I created this form. Yeah. I created this monster. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, he's not that great. You know, he's, <laughs> a, you know, he's, he's got some flaws. Yeah. So like, I found myself almost trying to pick him apart. And I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. Ruining the rep that I built. And for a guy that does nothing but given his all to me. So now right. at 27, I'm talking about like the past couple of years, I think we're at the best we've been because we're very aligned in, we're both very similar. We both have same goals and dreams and aspirations and we're doing it together. We're equals. Like I don't see him better than me. He doesn't see me better than him, but I know what he's really good at and he knows what I'm really good at. And it's almost like you two doing this stuff together it's fun. It's fun to like daydream and be like, hey, how big can we take this podcast? What can we do with this brand? Or how can we expand? You start to just think about whiteboard different ideas. I'm doing it with my dad. And that maybe be, that was like the awkward dynamic because you always grew up thinking your dad knew it. Every, you know, he knew everything. He already had everything figured out. But now my dad's coming to me with like, hey, do you think we could do this? Like, you really think we could pull mm -hmm. this off? Like, I think we could, I think we could crush this, man. And I'm like, 
You're right, dude. Like this is mm-hmm. this is sick. You know, we could we could really do it together. But you got to have that conviction. And I think the hardest part is seeing your dad as a dad sometimes, but then also seeing him as as like your business partner, right? Yeah. Friend. You know? I think you could probably relate to that. It's like being being your coach, your dad being your coach. Right. Like when you start blending those two roles, like thankfully I, I never had to do that with my dad, but I see a lot of success with him and with some of our teammates, but. I think the majority of the other side of it is, you know, some bad relationships that yeah. people try to combine those and it doesn't go well. So I think it's awesome that you can do that. Well, yeah. We had, I mean, I w- I'd be lying if I said it was always sunshine and rainbows. There's been plenty of times where we said, this is sacrificing and risking a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, there's, there's no money in the world that's worth me losing my dad as a person in my life. Yeah. So if I have to quit this and go find a job, and my mom said it to us, and she, she, my mom keeps us very lined we go too far with an argument or whatever we're talking about. She'll say, you guys are done. Mm. If you guys want to quit today, go find a new job, but this is not happening anymore. And that was, I think the smack in the face that I needed. I was like, I'm not losing this, like I said, relationship, but I'm also not losing this. So if I have to bend and break mm. and accommodate and work with my dad, then that's what I'm going to do. That's cool. Man. You know? Yeah. That, that, that's, you know, the most important thing, right? Because I think anytime you mix business and family or business and friends, it's very difficult and, and you see a lot of people don't know how to handle it well because they get to a point where they're willing to sacrifice the relationship before they sacrifice yep. the business or their opinions or their ego. Yeah. And I think that, you know, probably has to do with, with things deeper down. But if you guys can, I'm sure, keep that just at the end of the day, it's not worth it mentality. Yeah. Like my relationship with my dad is more important than anything else. There's no doubt that you can keep doing it forever, right? Because exactly. you're, you're, that's like, you know, any relationship, a friendship, a, a marriage, whatever. Like with my wife, I know that no matter what argument we get into, no matter what the disagreement is, like that's, that's my, my person mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And I trust her, her foundation and, right. and where she comes from. And I don't really feel like I need to be right that bad. That, and that's it too. You learn when to like take your L's yeah. and the fear of losing out. So your example with your with your wife or with your dad, for me, my dad or like this business, the fear of having to stop and like go work a nine to five regular job like really does keep me up at night. And that, <laughs> that drives me way more. And I guess it, it there's points and times where the excitement of achieving goals drives you. But I think it's also like you can't slip because if you do, you're going back to doing what everybody else does. And that, I think I'd rather be dead. I, honestly, bro, I, I walk around sometimes. Oh. And I'm like, I can't imagine. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for real, sitting at a desk or wearing a tie all the time. And you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I would so, jump off a bridge. Yeah, but it's just not. It's just not what I think we were meant to be. And no. thankfully, we uh, we do something pretty cool. Yeah, you guys do do a lot of really cool stuff, and that that kind of brings me into a, a little bit of a lighter note. But what? How did the, you guys start collabing with Dana White? It's crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. So we um, honest review had the Hallerhead. We did like a celebrity liquor okay. um, video. And we sipped on it and we actually liked it. Nice. His team reached out to me and was like, hey, can we use this clip? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I also was like, you know what? Why not ask? And so I reached back out and I was like, hey, we'd love to collaborate with Dana, whatever that looks like. And thankfully, the guy, Eric Yee, who's like his right-hand man, super responsive, got on a call and we outlined like 10 different things we could do. And I said to him, look, these are all great, but if we don't land on one, we're going to do nothing. So why don't we start with making cocktails with Dana? And he said, can you get out here this week for this fight and at this time? And I said, done. They flew us out to Vegas. We did the whole thing like in his back 
bar and it was in that was the like the pinch me moment like i was looking and i was like we're we really doing this and then the really cool part it was it was dope working with him but then we were on live tv like before the weigh-ins you know how they do like the, the yes. show biz and all that we were like the celebrity bar they announced us like the celebrity bartenders and at that point my dad and i looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, are you a bartender? I was like, I was, no, like, are you I was like, who are you talking about? They gave us no direction. They're like, all right, just go. And we've never done this before. Like, we barely even make drinks. Every time we're making drinks, I'm like, all right, dad, I think it's uh, this ingredient. And like, all right, go. So that's now, awesome. and, and that's where I give him so much credit wherever it's due. In that moment of just like, winging something with confidence he crushed. He had no fear. In the beginning, he was like, oh, well, Johnny, tell him about us. And I was like, this motherfucker just handed it off to me. Like, I'm done. He's, like, he's like getting his wits about it. Yeah. Right? So, so I, I, I handled that pretty well. And then he just went off, man. He did such a great job. And that's sort of the opportunities where like, you could be proud of your dad and watch him really work and excel. It's a, it's a cool feeling. That's so that's, sick. Yeah. So Were you always a UFC fan? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I love, you know, I, I wrestled and, and, and loved watching it. Did jiu-jitsu for a while now, but was super, super excited when we started to get to know him as a person Yeah, and how great of a guy Dana was. Like, I really can't, imagine a better person that has half a billion dollars in the bank like really? he was so accommodating and so you know what he actually showed me was that it's okay to be excited about your own life like mm. he was not showing off at all but he was so excited to show me his what he's proud of yeah like yeah. his samurai sword or <laughs> yeah. the crazy painting he had like he was a kid yeah. the coolest part was we get into his office and he has this, I forget what the speakers are called, but they're gigantic, like the best of the best. And he goes, you want to hear something? And so he closes the door. He's like, yeah. And he plays Metallic. He plays Enter Sandman. And it's like shaking the Dang. room. And he's like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, am I really doing this with Dana White right now? This is crazy. I take my phone. I'm like, this is fucking insane. So he had such an appreciation for what he had that he wanted to share with everybody. Yeah. And I started living my life like that because I'm sure like you get it too. And, and so do you guys, where it's like, you get a little bit, and the last thing you want to do is be braggadocious. Mm -hmm. So anytime somebody's like, dude, that's so cool, I'd brush off, be like, yeah, it's whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. what about you? But in reality, like, no, that is, that's awesome. What I'm doing right now is so cool. I yeah. wouldn't trade it for the world, and I want to share it with you. I don't want to hide it from anybody. What's the point of having it? You know? Yeah, and people Definitely. get excited about it, so they yeah. don't want to feel like, Don't oh, you love like having a conversation with somebody? They could be talking about anything, and if they're excited about it, yeah. it's so fun. You dude, know? I love seeing people just be excited about things. I love, so an example like you, you winning your fight, I was like, dude, I'm... I'm happy as if I was in that cage winning and then watching you get excited for your boy to, to win and mm -hmm. watching, like watching you win was great, but I didn't really know you well at the time, mm -hmm. but watching him get so excited. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, I'm in there now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sick. And Best I can't wait to meet these guys. I can't wait to, to now be part of that group. So then I could share Even in more. those victories. I think that's yeah. like the part of life is getting excited about your victories, but having enough people around you that you can support and get excited for them. Mm. You know, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's why it's so fun just to be around dudes that are, trying to do big things and have big goals and you know you can you can be there with them in the excitement and then you know be there with them if if, if it goes if it goes if south like you, yep. yeah yeah you're, yeah, you're, you're there still it's like you know you're kind of all on that train together even if you're you're trying to accomplish different things that's how, why i felt like him and i are so close mm -hmm. we were on that ride for such a long time you know north of six seven years right and then you know you're, you're there when they're at a low you're there when they're at a high and you get to feel all those emotions together. And then it, that, that, that's really what life is about at the end of the day, being able yeah. to share that. It's got to be so much sweeter for you guys too. Like, you know, me watching Bo win is great, but you watching him win and walking him out there, you could probably mm. reflect on all the moments 
that he was in the room upset after his loss, mm -hmm. you know, or when he wasn't feeling great. And you're mm -hmm. like, no, I made sure I was there to support him. And now I get to relish and like that he's winning UFC fights. Like this is For insane. Sure. I was, the last fight you had where you mauled the dude in 38 seconds. So I'm sitting in my apartment complex, like movie room. And we got a bunch of guys that are like, and people are like, oh, like Johnny knows him like that, this and that. And now I'm cool just for knowing Bo. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so I stand up, I'm like, I'm watching the fight. And like, I'm a little bit nervous because you never know. Like the right, odds were so crazy against yeah. you. And I, people are like, oh, hope he doesn't blow up. And I watched it and you hit him once, hit him twice. Like, and I, I was like throwing pillows, like, fuck, <laughs> let's go. And now people are like excited because I knew you, you know? Like, right. So I just got the whole room pretty jazzed up. I love that. Those are cool moments, man, that you Definitely. don't get unless you put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think you got to give it to get it. You know, yeah. I get excited from other people because I feel like I'm pretty good at genuinely supporting and being happy for other people. I'm going to show for you sure. this real quick. I haven't, uh, I just got this picture today, but uh, y'all will both appreciate this. So this was a card that just came out um, from Panini of me. And uh, it's my new favorite card because you'll see me, but then look like just down by my hand. Is that, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Double card. Got us both in That's it. Awesome. It's so cool. Dude, and look how happy you are, bro. After which, this was the- This uh, was the, uh, my first win. Yeah, my first UFC win. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. you guys gotta frame yeah. that, bro. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. it's on the way. So that's frame it. so we'll dual sick, auto, dude. auto one side, he'll auto the other. Hell yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That, hopefully, that's not the one I'm yelling. He's dead. He's no, dead. that was my so, dude. This is crazy. So <laughs> that's, that's my first, uh, <laughs> my first pro fight. Yeah, uh, in Richmond, Virginia. I knocked the dude out in about the same time. That was the blonde seconds. hair, the, the yeah. long hair. No, this guy. He had long hair. Yeah, long yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece him. You hit him with like a yeah. I hit him with like a crazy uppercut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was, I, I almost thought that was fake. I was like, yeah. there's no, that at that time I was like, there's no way that was real. Yeah. Like you hit him so clean and he literally did nothing. I, yeah, people, I was, so it was like a video game. Yeah, literally. I was like, I thought I was playing UFC. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately I'm, I just sprint back to the corner, jump on the cage and Anthony jumps up and he's hitting me in the leg. He goes, and all I hear is, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? That <laughs> was, was like the first time. I mean, I kind of knocked a guy out in an amateur fight. Yeah, it, it was different. It was that one was different because he literally died for a second. Yeah, he was done, and I was, was way too excited. Stiff. Yeah. It's not like a not a scary film, but isn't it like a weird like you pray for yourself, but like you're praying that you seriously hurt somebody else. Isn't that like a hard thing to do? I pray that I don't. I pray that everybody leaves healthy. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I pray that everybody leaves healthy and that Same everybody's gonna be fine. And yeah. just I, yeah, I just want to yeah. win. And if we both leave healthy and I win, that's the best case scenario. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I don't intend like, to hurt them. They're right. just hurt for a little bit. They get over. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. be knocked down conscious for like a few. It's seconds. Not actually dead. It's just yeah. his ego. That's like best case scenario, <laughs> dude. You know what's the weirdest feeling? Is this has only happened my last fight, but. After you knock the dude down and he's laying there just like a target, and then you're just trying yeah. to kill him. It just you're not even thinking. Everything's happening so fast. And all I see is is his head and it's like no face. It's just a, a target. And I'm just gonna try to knock it into the next atmosphere. But it's so savage. Yeah, it's like yeah, animalistic. It's, yeah. And then after I'm I just feel like I'm like, ah, oh, like I don't really like hurting people, but mm. I don't know. It's I, you just feel blank, nothing. Doesn't but you're, feel like you're, you're both very calm as far as, and I think a lot of fighters are. Like you wouldn't expect fighters to walk around very, like stoic. You know, like yeah. you you won your fight what TKO? Uh, submission. I knocked him down in submission. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. But your 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 wrestling has to just be so much better than everybody you guys are facing right now. Like, how, do For you sure. feel like do you feel that advantage? Like it's just not even fair almost. It's not. You know, it's interesting going into a fight because, you know, I think that. 
there's there's from what I've seen and kind of seen when I take a step back is when wrestlers come in, they're really high level. There, there's two different ways to do it. There's the guy that comes in and he's trying to do techniques yeah, that he's yeah. learned. The guy yeah. that's trying to land a jab, he's trying to land a low kick. He's he's trying to tech do tech just do techniques. Mm-hmm. And that guy almost always gets cracked. Like, like even even if he do, wins the fight, something will happen right the, right away where the dude will just get hit with something, and they're like, oh shit. And then there's the rest, which which we you don't want to do obviously. Then there's the wrestler that goes into it. Like All right, fight. this is a fight. Like I'm going in to fight. I'm not going in to try to land a technique. I'm going in there to win. Right. And that's why I feel like, you know, he did. That's what I feel like I've been able to do in my fights. That's why we haven't gotten hit, right? Like I haven't gotten hit in five fights. I haven't gotten hit in seven fights. He hasn't gotten hit in his in, in his fight. We're getting hit in sparring and practice stuff. But when we go in there, we're definitely better than the guy. Yeah. But we're not trying to do techniques. We're trying to, yeah. like, kill him. You Which know? in wrestling you can do. Right. And I think and it's okay. You just get taken down, maybe. Yeah. And and the guys that you see do that in wrestling, most likely they're gonna do that in fighting. Yeah. Uh, because you can you like I said, you can do that in wrestling and be successful and like do techniques and kind of just flow and like beat the guy or even pin him. Like right. but with fighting, and that's something he realized and something I've always approached wrestling even in that way is like, no, this is life or death scenario. You feel like you're thinking less in a fight versus wrestling? No, it's very similar. Similar. It's about the same, I would say. Yeah, yeah just a different approach of like how you think about it. Okay. Yeah, I think that if you're thinking, if you're trying to decide what you're going to do, you're not in a good situation. Right, right. You know, for me, with, with, with my fights, from what I've experienced, it's just whatever the way you train, that's what's going to come out. Mm. And so I notice that there's thoughts that come into my head but I almost don't really make a decision to act on him. Huh. It's like, so I'll give you an example for my last fight. My last fight, I opened up with a straight left hand, and then I pulled back, and he he threw a hook or a two and like barely missed my face. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, oh, and shit. I was like, oh damn, I don't want to get hit with that. So then in my head, it's like you need to you need to basically make him worry about the takedowns. Right. So then I kind of throw the straight left, but I. Like kind of, like hit him with my shoulder and like like I was gonna shoot right. Yeah. So then he's like, "Oh frick, worried about the takedown." When I didn't wasn't really trying to take him down, I was just trying to get him to be like not countering me super heavy. Yeah. And so he's worried about the takedown. From there, I faint the takedown, and then his hands drop, and now I'm like, "All right, you're done." So then right away, I know exactly how he's gonna react to the faint, faint, boom, hook. And then the last decision really was right after I landed the hook, I saw him kind of do this. And so then I had to decide, all right, how good did I hit him? Is he still dangerous? Should I move in for the kill or should I be patient and then set something else up? Yeah. And so in that half a second, all this is kind of going through my mind. And I think just the training and and my mentality and my personality is go for it. So then boom, 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 finish him. Right. So that that, that just is kind of what came out. Right. There's all these things that pop into my mind. But I don't consciously even make the decision. I just am reacting how You've on, been on, on for, instinct. You, on, knew, on, you knew it was time. Yeah, yeah, just you know. And that, but that's just me personally. I think a lot of people can be in that position and then you know sit back and still be calm and set something up and, and do things just as effectively. But for me, my personality, my natural instincts, that's what came out. Mm. 
I think I want to do a, a fight against another TikToker. Dude, dude. that is sick. Dude, pick one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who should we get? Oh, dude, I, yeah, I, I, I would take. Up, I would bro. accept that. Because look, I would love it. I think that'd be so much fun. MMA or boxing? I'll pick whatever. Whatever. Yeah, either one. What about Bryce Hall? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And I respect what he Hell did. Yeah. I respect yeah. the bare knuckle fight, but yes. So be sick. Bryce Hall. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, oh. That would be so much fun. I'll be freaking cage side, dude. Dude, that would be, be sick. so Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Come bro. down here for yeah, a kill. We'll get you. What? We'll get yeah, you. Oh, up. I would come so correct. Like, that's one thing. If we had a fight plan, yeah. I would now train like I was training for the UFC. Like, yeah. that's, there's no way I'm going to that fight. I'm prepared. You train to get him out too already, right? You train jujitsu. Yeah, I train right now. Like, I'll train three, four times a week and i was saying before i don't compete jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. so like me missing a training session not is world. not the end of the world mm -hmm. but like if i had something to train for Different. i'm not missing a training session yeah you know like now this is part of my routine yeah and i noticed that like dudes like you guys and i was talking to some other fighters it's just engraved in their life it's just like waking up eating breakfast mm -hmm. you guys have to go train and if you don't your whole day is all fucked up mm -hmm. yeah for sure you know that's you know? just it's just what we've been doing what we've yeah. always done but I have to live out here for a little bit. I Definitely come out, come on the farm yeah. and, yeah, and just yeah. live like a little. Yeah. I love that he thinks this is a farm. <laughs> I'll show you. There's not one bar. I'll show you a real farm. It's a farm, boy. Next time you come out, we'll we'll be at the new place and you'll see. Oh, That's this a real is a farm. farm. We don't got anyway. too many farms where he's from in Jersey. So, nah. yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, grass. Oh, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, is that what sure. you guys call this? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a question. Back back into content and stuff. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about you know Dana collab. You've done a few collabs. What's what's like a, one or two collabs that you really want in the Ooh. future, or like what would be a dream collab with somebody? You're like, yo, I gotta get one in with this guy or this girl or whatever. You know what's so funny, dude? Like I, I was thinking about this literally today, and so two different conversations. One would be, so I was jazzed up about. I just did a podcast with Dylan Danis, and he's actually mm -hmm. my good friend, and he showed a side of him that not a lot of people get to see, and I think it was so great. So I really, at the end of the day, I just want to have on people that can have a great conversation I can learn from. So mm -hmm. that side of things, like who I want to have on as a guest is very different than who I want to do content with mm -hmm. because content, I think is a little more business strategy. Who, who would help us grow and vice versa the most, who aligns with our audience the most. So there's some other chefs or bartenders online that would probably make a lot more sense than me collabing with, I don't know, insert any sort of famous person that i would like gordon ramsay <laughs> right you're the reason i got into magic <laughs> have you seen that fun it's no. funny it's a tiktok <laughs> it's really funny no. so clip that in i feel like i have yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes, gordon ramsay <laughs> you're the reason i got into magic and then what, what does he do after that he's like uh idiot sandwich yeah yeah so like uh -huh. shit like that i mean I, I think i'd be a little more excited to I mean, look, Dana White was like one of my, That's, and then yeah. I did it and I was like, holy shit. I just, I would probably want to do that again and get, get like a little bit more time with him. Trump would be a fantastic podcast guest. Put you in touch. That'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would love that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, dude, like I just love having a conversation like this. Like this is just like genuine, puts you in the moment and you just appreciate these sort of times. The other people, yeah, you get to learn from. Like I love um, Jamie Foxx. I think that would be mm -hmm. sick. That's cool. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, like Matthew McConaughey. Like these are dudes that you aspire to be and you watch them maybe like leo Di dicaprio like you just want to learn from these dudes but other than that like i'm trying to think of a creator that would be like dope like i, I watched two turn tony i think he's hilarious and he's got the dad and we're, we're pretty we go back and forth on on instagram like yo we got to connect and collab and i know my dad would be like there is no way i'm doing what this dude does yeah. that's why i think it'd be so funny so dudes like that would be cool but i'm open to anything man i love learning and working with other people because like you pick up on little things like even my boy kuso like i learn from him because some things he does, I'm like, dude, you're just so 
passionate about what you do and have so much conviction in your brand that you really don't give a shit what people think. And you know it's going to do well. And what happens, it does. He doesn't overthink right. anything. He just goes and knows what he does best. And he That's stays so in his lane. He's really, really good at putting blinders on and doing what he has to get done. He doesn't think about, oh, I'm a big like opportunity cost guy. Like I love what I'm doing here, but what at what risk or at what cost does it come with? As it like he just doesn't give a shit. I could tell him like, oh, have you tried that? He's like, nah. Have you thought about this? Nah, I'm just doing this. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking working. So I, was like, I guess I can't. Keep can't say what Listen, and, and yeah, and, and he's a great content creator and he is very strategic in his ways. I'm not saying he doesn't do his research, but he's very focused. And that's all he, he you know, like I said, he puts, he puts the blinders on. Bro, my first freaking fight, I roll up and I'm nervous. I'm nervous as hell. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And uh, I'm walking out, you know, peak nerves mm-hmm. and there's crowd and I'm like this, I'm like this. You and Kuso <laughs> are front row right there. I look up. I'm like, what's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. My high, whole bro. vibe changed. It, it honestly helped me so much. That's mentally. awesome. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Let's yeah, get yeah, this. No, it's just my so boys here. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's just a, bun- just a bunch of boys. I've never screamed like that in my life, bro. I was like a little girl out there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, that uh, was one of the best experiences of my life. So fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that was so fun. I just couldn't believe it because- I think you told me that you were going to be there and stuff, but it was just, I was so voc- yeah, focused. You were been locked, camp, obviously locked in. Yeah. And then I see you guys and it was like a 180 in my emotions. It was as serious as you could get to as happy and loose as you could get. Yeah, I'm a happy, loose guy. I want to yeah, be better that way. I want to be out there smiling. You know, a lot of times if, if when I walk out, like, Obviously, I'm vibing to my walkout song, but even if my opponent has a good walkout song, I'm kind of like, all right, let's go. Let's yeah, get it. Like, let's yeah, have some yeah, fun. You're having fun. Yeah, because I think let's have some fun. I'm assuming at the end of the day, like your thought process, like, what is the worst that happens? Like, this, I'm doing this for the fun of it and love the sport, and I appreciate it and just enjoy every moment, you know? I, I My thought process, I wouldn't say I think about what's the worst that could happen. I mostly am just all, you know, positive, be present. Let's have fun. Let's, let's have, have fun. fun. Let's exactly. have fun. It's not like, I don't ever worry, like, Okay, I'll say this. Leading up to the fight, of course, there's going to be a, a bad thought here that, oh, what if I get knocked out? What if this happens? But hmm. I've just yeah. trained myself to refocus on, let's have a good time. Like I, I don't do this stuff to be like, like tight and, and, and it's, it's fun for me. You know, this is fun. And, and that's, if it wasn't fun, if I didn't enjoy it, I would do something else. Right. You know, and, and if I ever feel that, I'll just retire. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not like having a good time. If it, my favorite thing I get to do is a few times a year I get to go out in front of 25,000 people and I get to absolutely obliterate someone's face. And and that's the best for me. That's all I want to do. And and I only get to do it a couple times. So you don't ask for fun. much. Just that's give all us, I want. Just, yeah. something a couple times just give, me that, give me a freaking uh, cappuccino man. in the morning. Give me an In-N-Out burger and I, I'm good. And just beating somebody up. <sighs> yeah, you know what's funny? Like you're, you're doing what a lot of guys just want to do. A lot of these want to live through you. It's like I wish I had the power to just – mash somebody's skull up but i can't I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch yeah. Bo do it. you you can though bro no, we're gonna, gonna get you can and you will you can and you will 100 we'll get you right soul. yo yeah. our our coaches are are the best in the world boxing yeah, mma whatever you want yeah, let's get it. let's get uh my next fight get it in jersey let's go i'm on there. the same card bro i'm um, just sell that out there bro i am there for sure i'm gonna start training just in case yeah i will say this this is changing the subject a little bit but i feel a little uncomfortable you right. What's wrong? You guys, I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm you from should. Jersey, Texas. Yeah, I got two Jersey should. boys over here. Y'all are as yeah, Jersey as it gets. 
I'm I wearing wasn't glasses indoors. Anything. You think I would do this if I didn't know you guys? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. But there's like no shot. I this was is... wondering when you were going to head out because yeah. Yeah, we have is... a lot of things to catch you, up on. I don't on. know if you noticed, I was like kind of hovering over the side, <laughs> like inching over more and more. Yeah. I have my Austin, Texas hat on for you. Yeah. I was going to wear a cowboy hat. He had to bounce that a little bit. That, that was a nice away. gesture, bro. I, I do yeah. appreciate yeah. that, making me feel more comfortable, but it's not working. There's something about Jersey, man. It's just. I know you guys so well at this point. It's like. Yeah, he has met quite a few Jersey people, and I've I've given him on the run the rundown. Like you know, there's very different set personalities of a person from Jersey. Yeah, and he's met pretty much all of them, and I've had to walk him through. And you know, the second we met, we're already boys. Yeah, yeah, he he assumed we knew each other because you have a good vibe (laughs) and you're a specific type. (laughs) But there's a lot of types that I gotta be like, yo, he's just saying this, but he's actually like cool, or like, yo, he's actually not cool. Right. Yeah, that's my thing. Is is I meet somebody from Jersey, and it's either you're going to be my best friend yeah. or I'm going to hate your guts. Yeah, well, there's dude, no in between. Yeah. You, you meet some dudes from like South Jersey that like uh, are, yeah. are like Philly areas. Jersey just dudes. Dirty. They suck. That's yeah. dirty. I went to school down in Rowan. Those dudes suck. Like they just live. They're not fun yeah, to be around. They're not fun. To, like, they have a man. weird accent. It's they, really they like suck. a couple of different states within one. It's like it there's is, so man. much extreme. So you're North Jersey. Yeah. South Jersey is way different. A lot of people say there's no central, but I'm in Princeton area, which is like super central. So you're so, a big central guy. Yeah. So I go, I go back and forth, but I was I was actually I don't like to admit this but I was born in New York. Oh man! And then yeah, and don't then don't ruin your rep. And then we moved to. It's to, the reason that he's fundamentally a bad person. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, dude. What, what part of New York? Uh, Long Island. Oh, yeah. So, but we moved there. We moved to Jersey when I was like when I was six. So I was raised in Jersey. All right, all right. And to be honest, I hated Jersey up until like high school because I always wanted to move back until to like to last New York. Year. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, because no, all my like, extended family is still in Long Island. Um, but then when I got to college. I realized there was so much hate for Jersey. Like I never, I never left Jersey in high school, so yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. thought everyone liked Jersey except for the Jersey Shore, or whatever. But most of those people were from Staten Island. So exactly. uh, when I got to college and there was so much hate for Jersey, I'm like, all right, well now I'm really gonna rep it. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, exactly. you have. Yeah, yeah. I've never I- seen somebody like this guy, bro. <laughs> Literally, the, our entire college career can be summed up in in one outfit. It's a wife beater, some like Adidas, the t- size small joggers that fit him like. Tight, so tight. Wearing, I can, so I can picture and, it right now. And Tim's, and then he'd wear those exact glasses with that exact cross. Yo, who? And, but who's saying anything to this dude? Like, <laughs> no, no. literally, he, you could wear a dress, and people would be like, "That's sick, <laughs> dude." Hell no, yeah. it was this. Every single, anytime we would meet anybody, everybody'd be like, "So, so what's up with you, bro?" Like. You gotta t- you gotta tell me like what what's going on like what what's with the the pants? I actually too wish tight. somebody said something to you. Yeah, but, but yeah, no one could read me. Nobody, it took him until like a couple yeah. years ago to be like, oh, yeah. you're actually you're a good just person. from Jersey. <laughs> well, I, I think we can both agree that Staten Island people are, are yeah, uh, that's, a diff- that's a whole different world. They can't and just the accent like they just oh yeah, it's that's, trying too hard. Trying to what are you but what are you trying to do? You're trying yeah. to annoy people like you you take pride in being an annoying person and that that sort of sucks. But we do get that drip over because I'm in Jersey City now. Yeah. You're so close. sometimes even the Essex County boys, they got a little bit of like that yeah. Staten Island, like that crazy accent. You got to keep them in line. That's a good point. It's, they're fine as long as you just give them some direction. Yeah. Like yes. this is how you should act. And yeah. then they're like going to fall in. And everybody thinks they're tough around there too. Like, oh, so the yeah. Jersey bars are a lot of fun, but oh, so something fights. changes in, in the shift in dynamic. And it's like everybody now knows how to fight. And in reality, they don't. And now like, what are you doing? You're at a bar trying to fight the dude that yeah. you don't even know for what reason? What's yeah. the point? I, I never understood that. I don't get it either. Right. Yeah, I there stayed, was a I lot of away from those places. Yeah. Yeah. They're too pretty dangerous. for those places. Well, good thing yeah. you did because like, you could have been the opposite and been like the dude that like was a real dickhead and was yeah. like, I'm going to beat up five dudes in a night. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, but, <laughs> but I was afraid. I was always afraid of like 
getting blurred into something like that because you know when you're with your, with your boys like all of a sudden they're a lot more confident like yeah, yeah, yeah. calling people out and then like looking at you i'm like yo I, i'm not here for this well i'm um, happy that you guys are like are not like that yeah because i never i mean no been in a street fight yeah i've never had to like completely throw hands i've solved a lot of situations with a couple foot sweeps but um thankfully <laughs> <laughs> foot sweep easy set them down nice yeah. no no. And I say, you're done. Stay. <laughs> you know what's funny? There's probably people out there that are like, yeah, these guys haven't fought in the streets, though. Like, I see red. I, I could I could take these They're dudes. definitely hard, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's your classic MMA You think you guys could take... 260, I don't know. I was going to say, do you think you could take Bradley Martin? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's big. For sure. Big. In the street well, fight? I do need... A, yeah, for sure. What, what's he going to do differently in a street fight? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Maybe tackle you, dude. Maybe try to take you down. He's got a good... opponent. He's got a good, like, shtick about that. Yeah. A lot of people get around up about it. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do, bro? I'm 260. Yeah. Listen, but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think he's a smart dude he's playing no he's great yeah he's he's i hope he's he's just genuine about that i'll be legitimate i would rather him be genuine about it than be playing it up yeah and like not actually no he i think he i hope he does because devin haney he's for sure thinks he could beat him up yeah, that was I would just love to see that. Man. Yeah, well, it's been trickling down like the smaller and smaller dudes. So now it's like Demetrius. <laughs> Dude, I'm Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Mighty Mouse taps him out. That is going to be. How do you feel about that? Uh, like a fight between Demetrius and Brad Martin. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's That's hilarious, bro. Demetrius would kill him, dude. He you would think just, so? Oh, what would he? He would be like. So this is the thing. He thinks, oh, I'm just going to grab you and like squeeze your head, and it's like. That's not real. It's not gonna happen, dude. I was actually I was I was talking. He's gonna to, like even if he gets a hold of him, Demetrius is gonna you know he knows jujitsu. He's gonna pull mm-hmm. guard, leg lock him. He'll probably tear his ACL or something. It's a big dude. Though. Well, I was talking I was talking to some guy actually uh, Jimmy House. I'll, I'll give him a great shout. Out. Great dude, black belt, powerlifter, like jacked up. And he was talking about the difference between like being strong and then being able to express that strength on the mat. And there's two different things. You can be a jacked up bodybuilder sure. and bench press five hundred pounds, but when your arms like this and you can't move mobility wise, that strength doesn't matter. So yeah. you yeah. got to be able to correlate the two yeah. and train in like those you know, stretch positions and stuff like it's that. It's kind of like me. It's like obviously look like an insane like powerlifter, bodybuilder yeah, type, jacked, and then then I, I actually am even stronger than that. No, I know like, you. Are. Yeah. It's crazy. You don't have to tell me. That. You would see me and you'd be like, "Well, obviously that dude's probably one of the strongest people on the planet." Correct. And then you feel me and you're like, "Well, checks definitely. out. It checks you out." You do have some jacked forearms though. Yeah, you, you got Thanks, you got big. Bro. Appreciate you. You got big. Fun. I've actually I've actually been grabbed <laughs> one time guy. by I got grabbed by one time about when I was afraid for my life. I was like, <laughs> we were, we rolled. He, he, my uh, feet uh, were off the ground, and I was like, I just hope he puts me down gently. And then he did. He like tucked me into bed, and I was like, <laughs> let's hear that story. So okay. we brought him. There's actually a video I can show to. Oh, um, so we brought him to my old jiu-jitsu spot. Dude, in, you brought David McFadden. Yeah, that guy that I rolled with at the beginning was his new neighbor. Him. Yes, that's, that's that's where it's from. That's exactly who that is. Yes. So. I brought him and we did like a little bit of like a prank. We acted like he was this like newbie yeah. that didn't know what he was doing. We put did him put in like a fake mustache. Put him on a fake mustache. <laughs> and then yo, the best part was we left his socks on. So we did this whole <laughs> video and he was in his socks. And so in the beginning, like he's learning the moves and yeah. dudes are like kind of putting him like he's like on his back turtling. And then Yanni, our instructor, who by the way is like one of the best of the best in New Jersey. He goes, all right, guys, we're going to go roll, uh, drill takedowns. Mm-hmm. And so he's drilling like some guys, like he lets him do whatever, like he doesn't know what he's doing. And then I was used as the guinea pig to be like, all right, let's turn it up now. And he goes against me. And um, yeah, this is, this is uh, what ends up happening. That's such a great idea.
<laughs> and the body's definitely hit the floor. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna at least try to shoot off. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there's no, I can't sit here and let him take no, me. No, I have to at least. No, he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was yeah. like, listen, fuck it. So once he, and then the whole video is just him mauling, dude. Dude, so you really know, just having a good time. That's with people. great. It was really fun, and uh, there was two parts that were really funny. The first guy that I went with was probably 50, 60 years old, and kind of a beginner, and I was just having him show me the moves. Actually, I didn't know what yeah, was yeah, going yeah. on. And he was like, it was just hilarious. And he was like actually teaching you. He was like, no, no, do this. Yeah, no, he was actually teaching me. It was cool. And he was, he was good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was really funny to me. And then the other funny part was I went against um, a girl. Really? A girl rolled up on me. Is that that when you turned it up? She was good, dude. Who was? Dude, she like tried to jump on my neck. Yeah. And I had to like freaking try kind of hard. And I kind of like. Dumped her on the ground. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I was girls, like, girls I gotta like, try. Like, I'm not, no, you're not trying no ego. Yeah. That's, they'll try every move because they don't care about missing it. So Flying, now trying you gotta going, worry like, about it. You're like, I'm oh, not that's interesting. By a girl. Yeah, it's a different approach. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, if anybody gets you in a certain position, it's like, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, this is not good. Yeah. And you can't allow that to happen. No. Especially on film. Yeah. So I had to, I like slammed her a little bit. I was like, oh, sh- are you okay? Our whole video would have been, would have been done. If you got tapped by a girl, uh, like, yeah, yeah. it's not, it's over. The whole yeah, prank is done. done. It's done. Yeah. Have you ever juggled a girl? Like jiu-jitsu? No, now that I think really? about it. Yeah. Oh, well, you got it, man. Julie. Yeah, if she acts up, but I mean, other than that. <laughs> like, right, well, that's how this podcast is going. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do whatever you guys want to do. I'm not going to judge. Just yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough, tough. Cause I, I, you're not kidding. I hate going with really good girls because then you're like, you play the game like, oh, you got to trying. Yeah, you got to. There's no no win in that situation. Yeah, because if they if they catch your arm or like your leg, like yeah, doesn't matter how and, strong and you they don't want to have to like muscle out of a position. Yeah, you don't want to have to be like, Ugh! yeah, because then it's like, all right, you could obviously muscle like, out relax, of a yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah relax. You give a girl sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or you get tapped out and you're like, I wasn't even trying. Uh, yeah, uh, I was giving it to her. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, she's a girl. <laughs> Either way, it's just no win. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Another question I wanted to know. All right, so neither of us drink. We have. We have. We've dabbled. Our I favorite mean, drink is my papa's lemon homemade chalo. lemon chalo. Oh, it's so good. I have I actually have a and bunch it's, of it. I have I have some still. Yeah. You should try, try it. it. It's very or, good. It's uh, wow. organic grain alcohol and it's uh it's like 190, 180 proof. It's like um ridiculous. It's bro. like Everclear. It's very strong. And then uh he puts organic raw honey in it, oh, uh man. lemon, and then he it soaks in like the lemon peels for like six weeks. We're hitting that after this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well, a, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. So we might it, have to. It's, a, it's, 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 so it's good, amazing, bro. bro. But yeah, we had we had an, a, a night. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I have one request: is that when you guys do decide to drink again, that just invite me. I, uh, yeah, that's done. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair. No problem. Sick. Yeah, it's yeah. always a it's it's a spectacle. Oh, and we'll make it yeah. a spectacle for yeah. sure. Yeah, we've only we'll had time, only yeah. ever had good times. Yeah, we so I grew up drinking. In high school, big part of my family, everything. It wasn't until I got here that the culture was like, no one drinks. He took it a little, little bit to adjust. Yeah, it took me a little bit to adjust. I was like, what do you mean? Like, we just train hard and then we, we can hang out when we want to. Yeah. And so it took a, like a couple of years, and then and then I started realizing like, oh, maybe there's something to this. Like, there's some breaks in my improvement. Like, I'm not getting like yeah. I'm not getting everything I want. And so then one day I just was like, all right, I'm done. And then that led up to like nationals finally achieving my goal and then it was like a little on and off from then from there and then when i got into mma it was like okay now i want to do this this and this and so for the next like 10 or so years it's just wow boring nothing but do you crave drinking at all or not really like I, I feel so good like without it i'm so so focused and i and i feel a lot of benefits um 
without it. So it's not something I, I crave, but every now and then I'm like, you know, it might be nice to do that when I'm retired. Yeah. Right. And I feel like the other thing is too, neither of us, we're not like casual drinkers. Mm-hmm. Like neither am I though. I don't it's know. not like a drink a beer at dinner, or yeah. drink a glass of wine. It's like, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way. problem. Like, like <laughs> I, I, if we honestly, it would probably be fine. You yeah. Know, if we, but we just never did that. I'm yeah. the same way though. Like I think that they said the recommended amount until, oh no, I'm sorry. Not the recommended amount. The amount you can have before become like an alcoholic or considering is like 14 drinks a week. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured like, just get 13 in a one day. Like if that's, I would rather have that <laughs> than like, why would I drink every day? It just doesn't do anything for me. But yeah. I will say for you guys, I think what's holding you guys down is having, <laughs> is having women in your life. Like oh, women shit. kill. Like, that is the sole reason why a lot of people drink. It's just to pick up girls and go to the oh, bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought yeah, you were saying yeah. something else. Oh, no, saying like that. I thought you were saying no, our no, girls no, are like, you don't do anything. No, no, no. So you guys should break up right now. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I mean, that like that keeps you guys so focused. It does. Like, it does make it easier to not yeah, drink. Like, you, yeah. you don't want to go out and party with girls. No. You guys are so good. That's true. But I, yeah, I mean, I had a few years without that. And um, it's yeah, it's definitely a motivation. Like if you're going out, you're going out to drink, get, uh, you know, talk to girls or whatever. But um, it's a good time. Yeah, you get caught up. And being here is helpful. Like yeah. I could, I could be yeah. sober here, but being sober where I live is just. Dude, I'll say this too. The good, we found like the only two, ten out of tens here. <laughs> we were lucky, bro. Like <laughs> there was awesome, like two yeah. in the whole forty-five thousand enrollment, and we found them. Hell so, yeah! I thought I was gonna go up to back, back to Jersey, but thankfully, yeah. I mean, listen, Jersey girls are good looking, and yeah. I, I've noticed, I've realized that being in Jersey, I'm like, wow. When I leave, I'm like, where am I? Yeah. I went to Rhode Island for a little bit. I'm like, these oh. girls suck. <laughs> They look the girls like out there? That, no, that's they actually. It's funny. I went to I went to Rhode Island, um, Salve to go play football like freshman year, and the sale to us was, oh, it's seventy percent girls. And I'm like sick, and I get there, and these women looked like men, and I'm like, that's not fair that you guys did this to us. Sold wow. us on being seventy percent girls, and they shouldn't be considered mm, girls. So yeah, wow. that's it's a tough look, but you you learn to appreciate the yeah, Jersey the Jersey girls, you know, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. So, yeah. Um, well, last question, last question. This, this is, this is very, very intriguing to me. Oh, this is where I was going because we don't, we don't drink, right? Oh, right that's right, not, yeah, yeah. that's not a, a thing we, we partake in, but you know, if you had, so, so, but when we do drink, we drink cello. We love cello. Mm-hmm. Huh. What's your like go-to drink. If you had to like pick one for the rest of your life, you just had to ride it out. Um, but like, what's your, what's your fave? Espresso martini. I've one tattooed on my leg. <laughs> that was so espresso quick. martini go for it wow with the freaking drop in the coffee that's, grinds the espresso beans that's in. an insane tattoo yeah, that's so that. sick do you want to know i've never had an espresso, had martini. espresso martini get the fuck out are you serious bro i love coffee and i and I do like alcohol. I not <laughs> flip that. I love coffee and I do like alcohol. Hey, and you know what? A little cigar never hurt anybody. Dude, how? Uh, enough. Don't even add. Yo, that let's in. go. Let's 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 go. Pop the class open. Let's get stop, a couple cigars. Stop. Let's sit by the fire. Stop. This is why we let's don't. Do have, let's do it, bro. Listen, listen, don't come on, listen, listen, let's, let's go. Listen, let's go. Listen. <laughs> let's finish the chill. So, yo, let's I love do it. I love both those things. I don't do either of them anymore in uh, my life. So what? what? It, huh? You don't drink coffee? No, not anymore. I don't do any caffeine. So if you combine the, if you combine those two, I'm never putting. So it down. I'm gonna tell you right now. I actually have a rep. I have the best espresso martini 
in Hudson do. County. I, I make them. So if you ever in the area, That's so and close you're to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the area and you're drinking again, you're you're coming by and I'm making you person. I just I don't I don't see a scenario where I don't conquer the world if I try an espresso why, routine. Why do you think I love them, so, dude? They are you are unstoppable. Uh, you really are. Unstoppable. Yo, how about the time that back to our our drinking days uh, that I rolled up? We're in that bar in Pittsburgh. So we're in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's like two in the morning. And we roll up. This is uh, to the bartender. And we're like, yo, two Coronas, please. I'll get a Corona for you, Just to kind of like wind the night down. Yeah. Chick comes back with two vodka Red Bulls. He's like, nope, that's not what I said. And I was like, I was like, there, he's like did I say? No. I, was like, no. I looked at him and, I, and then and I was like, I guess we got to do it. I said two Coronas. And she was like, I could have sworn. <laughs> so weird how that happens. Yeah, like, yeah. Corona, vodka yeah. Red Bull, you know, you mm-hmm. know. That's what they say is like, this is the grown up version of a vodka Red Bull. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just tastes delicious, man. Chicks love it. Frick. Yeah. yeah. yeah it it is a thing, too. Like, when one person orders it, it's oh, like... That oh, is funny. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. I'll go I yeah, saw a yeah, funny yeah. video of that the other day. It was yeah. like, y'all having espressi teeny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that must be the perfect, like, post-dinner drink. Oh, you're a little full. You're a little tired. I'm, oh, no, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to set the scene for you. Ready? Oh, please it's like don't. It's Saturday. Close your eyes. Saturday. Sunny out, the pool is right there. Mm. 11 a.m. and you just hear the espresso machine going. Mm. You get the ice, you start shaking this thing up. You pour it; it looks delicious. You take that sip, and you're just ready to day drink until the day's over. And that that is the perfect time for an espresso martini. Yeah, you could you could feel that when your bones. Mm. Yeah. Dude, I was literally, I'm literally like kind of tearing up. I know, I get, yo, I get emotional. It's or not a joke. that, or Ugh. it's it's like three in the morning and you're post gaming, and now you got to wake back up, start it uh, back up again. See, that's that was my problem. I always wanted to be the. <laughs> It's, it's beautiful. It's yeah, really, that's how I know amazing. it, it would have been bad because yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to be the last man standing. So she sucks, bro. <laughs> it's the worst. These I would help. do this thing where like I would just like wait till everyone like I would just wait till everyone goes to sleep and then I would just send Such videos snatches. to everybody and He's be like, He's a bad last man standing. Yeah, bitch. always. <laughs> that's I, I missed your I missed your party era. These yeah, guys. dude. Well, this is the thing. Right now, we we basically deprive ourselves of all joy. Yeah. in life. Okay. And then in ten years, when we retire, there will be like. A hundredfold. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get to have everything. Well, so at that point, we'll uh, have achieved everything we ever we wanted. We want. So then it's okay. Yeah. We'll be on our yachts in Miami. Once yeah. Exactly, bro. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, right, and, I'm there. You know, that. it's just going to be every night bonfires, mm. espresso martinis, cigars. Oh, dude. Sounds, that's sounds all it's amazing. Gonna, that's yeah. what we're going to do every night. And then we wake up, Irish coffee, mimosas, oh. big ass breakfasts. I'm, I'm so happy we're best friends. Sorry, guys. That's we do. It's going to be a great time. This is going to be beautiful. It really is. Sure. Now we just have to go back to our normal life for a bit, but right. damn, it's okay. It's hard when you imagine that because you really, really put yourself there. Like I'm a very good visualizer. Yeah. I'm very good at like putting myself in the situation, and I feel it. Right I just now. I'm feeling it. I'm, yeah. I'm on the come down. It'll happen one day. Yeah. Well, great conversation. This is yeah. awesome, man. You yeah. guys are cool. Ronan didn't say a word. Ronan, what's up, dude? He doesn't want to share his stories. He's never right. had an espresso martini either. Stop. No, I have. Oh, I'm, right. I'm way cooler. Oh, you have a mic, dude. <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Contribute a little bit, man. You're here. Well, he's, he's got that pointed out. So he's oh, like, he's just doesn't talk. He's starstruck. Fear in my eye. This is the. I thought this was the best decision ever. This it's is on safety. <laughs> wow. No, wait, it's not. I just. <laughs> I didn't know you had a mic over there. Yeah, man. Normally so it's normally it's us two, and then like, he pops in, yeah, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they shot me with a paintball gun last time. I'm yeah. Scared for my life. Do it again. 
But these are like your big brothers, bro. They they got your back. Yeah, it's our little bro. I know. I feel I feel very confident that if I got in a bar fight, I'd feel awful for that person. I would feel bad. Yeah, it's our skinny little bro. <laughs> it's about. He had a big steak today, though. We're Did proud he? Of him. Did he finish it? I don't know. Yeah, dude, I finished my steak. He actually finished it because he knew you were gonna say something. <laughs> no, he has to. He feels uncomfortable. I didn't have body dysmorphia until, until I had right. <laughs> three hundred pounds. Be like, I'm still so skinny. Ugh. I can't wait to get fucked up off kombucha, dude. <laughs> but I heard we're going to kombucha bar tonight. Get lit. Ah, oh, frick, it's closed. <sighs> but we're gonna do something. <laughs> frick, I got that limoncello. Like, subscribe. Yo, where uh, where can people find you? Uh, pretty much any social at Johnny Drinks or at John Rondi, um, Johnny Drinks Podcast on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Pretty much it. Oh, bro. Well, oh, appreciate it. your time. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Or All having right. me. I'm so used to being on the other. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. right. <laughs> for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Well, it seems <laughs> like it's you. your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome, the center. Thank, thank you so for much. For sure. This is man, so bro. Bro. Appreciate right. you. Bye, everybody. Joe Rogan style. Peace.